Hi, fam. I'm Katie. And this is Ginny. And And we we are are the Gabby Gabby Girls. Girls. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Gabby Girls. Now on a Wednesday, we are excited to be here today. How are you today, Virginia? Hey, Kate Ryan. I'm good. (laughs) Happy Friday. Happy Friday to us. Happy Friday to us. What are you drinking today? I'm drinking rosé. I'm actually drinking... So I went to Target today because I needed to get some a new toothbrush. <laughs> and I bought like a bottle of rosé while I was there. And the Josh was on sale. So I got a bottle of Josh rosé. It's actually really good. I tried their sparkling... Uh, maybe their ro- fruit rosé last week when we were recording. And I actually really liked it. Mm, I usually drink like the Josh Cab. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really expanded my palate on Josh, but... This is delicious. Nice. I'll have to try it. I unfortunately have a UTI, so I am not drinking alcohol today. Um, Been pissing blood and waking up at 6 a.m. because of pain. Oh, my God. (laughs) So are you on, like, what's it? the stuff called Azo? I don't know what I'm on. I'm on some sort of antibiotic, but uh, I don't know if other people know this. I found this website out in college when I used to get like sinus infections and stuff like that. And I didn't want to have to go to the doctor. It's called callondoc.com. And you basically can get antibiotics and stuff like that uh, just online sent to whatever pharmacy that you want. And it's like 40 bucks and a real doctor approves it. You just don't even have to talk to anyone. You just submit your symptoms and then you get antibiotics in like an hour. That's really crazy. Convenient, but also kind of frightening. I know, but it's it comes in so clutch. Like, I, you know, I've had it for sinus infections, UTIs, strep throat, like all the times mm. when you don't want to have to go to the doctor, but you know what your symptoms are and you're just like... Right, like you you know. When you have a UTI, you, you know, know you have a UTI. Yeah, and yeah. they're so smart. They said, they were like, you know, at the end of the questionnaire, they were like, do you want a urination burning pill? And... That's azo. Okay. That's the azo. And then they also asked, do you want a pill for a yeast infection? Because they usually come hand in hand when you take antibiotics. So it's just like, it's so convenient. Five minutes. My stuff was at CVS in less than an hour and $40 very well spent. Good shit. So you've been going to the bathroom a lot? (laughs) (laughs) I literally woke up at 6 a.m. Wednesday and Thursday morning because of the pain. Like just out of a dead sleep just in so much pain that I couldn't go back to bed oh it is so uncomfortable I haven't had a UTI in a long time they are so uncomfortable I haven't either and I don't I guess it's just from like not drinking enough water and just being so stressed and stuff but I was surprised I felt like I'm too old for this <laughs> right you're like been there done that I could feel it kind of the rumblings of it and so I was just trying to drink a lot of water and kind of stave it off but then it was full blown a couple of days ago and I was like I can't can't be doing this Okay, so pro tip, when you feel like you have a UTI coming on, take some cranberry tablets. Mm. Like you can buy cranberry concentrate tablets at like the CVS or whatever. I can't take them because I'm allergic to cranberries, but they do help. Are you really? Yeah, oh yeah. That's so random. I know, it's a real bummer. Is it? Does it matter? It, it is because I, I love cranberry juice. Like I, uh, I love cranberry juice. I love a vodka cran, but mm. when I eat cranberries or in any form i get this like literally a red beard interesting it's kind of like um asian flush but cranberry flush yeah but it's not like my cheeks like that it's like a chin strap (laughs) it's the craziest thing 
<laughs> eat, eat cranberries just so we can see. <laughs> no, you don't want to see. My face gets so hot, so uncomfy. I get that. I kind of get the ice. I have rosacea and then I, it gets intensified when I drink alcohol. So oftentimes like I'll like be fanning myself the whole time I'm drinking because I think everyone can notice how red I am and I'm just like internally burning up. Wait, I do that too. Whenever I, I blush really easily, whenever I get excited in any form, I blush. It's I used to get so embarrassed by it. Now it's just it is what it is. But the worst is when you can feel your face getting hot and you're like, and when you're drinking and it's like a permanent blushing yes. help i hate it yeah and i have like little spots of rosacea on my chin and stuff that like will get really mm-hmm. really bad it's yeah i get it like on my chest too mm-hmm. same yeah are you allergic to anything no actually i'm not i tell like smoothie places that i'm allergic to bananas because i hate bananas but i'm not allergic to bananas mm. are you allergic right. to anything else besides cranberries uh yeah i'm allergic to red 40 that dye that's in like everything, everything. i get high yeah, I get hives. I'm allergic to antacids. I also get hives. They make me so itchy. And, well, butrin. You, did you see that uh, California just banned Skittles because of red food? Well, so they didn't ban Skittles. They banned, well, so they banned some ingredients that are in Skittles. That was misleading. I saw I saw that. They, like, showed a picture of Skittles, and they were like, Skittles are banned. But they banned, and it's going to be not until 2027. Oh, my God. It's like the ingredients that are in Skittles, that are in a lot of things. Doritos, you know, ton. Every, yeah. Gatorade. I, you know, I feel like the European market gets like the clean version of all of our food and stuff because so many of those kind of terrible chemicals are banned. And I'm just like, just give us the European products. Just like cut to the chase. Do it for us because our government won't. Right. Like even in when we went to Mexico, I noticed that everything goes bad a lot quicker, but there's not food dye and everything like the Doritos there do not have food dye in them and they taste different. I'm only talking about Doritos because I love Doritos. <laughs> and so they do taste a little bit different, but they taste more like actual nacho cheese and they mm. go bad quicker because it's not all the preservatives and stuff. But yeah, it's crazy. And then you come you cross the border into the airport and you're like, oh, welcome back. I joke that my grandmother, she's, I don't even know how old she is. She's like 87 and she's in like great shape. And I just joke that it's because she's had so many preservatives in her life that it's just like kept her alive. She's well preserved. She's very well preserved. (laughs) (laughs) She lives on Taco Bell and Diet Coke. (laughs) Oh, I love Taco Bell. I was reading, it's a bummer that I love Taco Bell, but I was reading that Taco Bell's meat is like close to, closer to dog food. (laughs) (gasps) Yeah. Which I don't even really know what that means, but... Yeah, just, like, not human grade. (laughs) Yeah, I also... This is kind of funny. You know how I get on kicks with foods? Yeah. So, for a while, I was on a Crunchwrap Supreme kick. Okay. And I don't know about you, but my last bite of food has to be the best bite. The best one, yes. Right. So, like, I often won't finish my plate if I've already had, like, my best bite or there's not a lot of good stuff left because I'm like, oh, I'm done. Yeah, you don't want to end on a low note. Right. So how I got myself to stop eating crunch wraps is I so crunch wrap is only good if you eat it right away because it's okay. only crunchy if you eat it right away. So I I got like, I don't know, a taco or something. And I ate that first and I waited till I got home to eat my crunch wrap. And then when I ate my crunch wrap, it just wasn't good anymore. So it was like not 
an amazing taste left in my mouth. And mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to go to Taco Bell to eat a taco. I go to Taco Bell to eat Crunchwraps. So then I stopped going. <laughs> um, true life. I don't think I've ever eaten Taco Bell. I'm trying to remember. Maybe once in high school, but n- never in my recent memory. Wow. So if you were to be in a pinch and you were like, I just need to eat something fast food, what would you get? From Taco Bell or just like any? Oh, no, oh, any... no, no, no. Just like a, re- a restaurant, any oh. any place. Like what's your go-to? Like Chick-fil-A or? Yeah, Chick-fil-A is bomb. I know about the politics. I'm sorry for everyone, but Chick-fil-A is bomb. I just, I eat it like twice a year. It's my... I don't know. It's just my cheat meal. Um, yeah. I fucking love Chick-fil-A. And I can fuck up a Big Mac from McDonald's. Oh, yeah. And my trick is is to take off that top bun and flip the middle bun in so that you're only still getting two buns. Because, like, who needs three buns? And um, and I'll rock with one of their chocolate milkshakes. Like, that's like a, that's like a nostalgic... My dad and I, on a Saturday, after we've gone to, like, the dump and ran errands, that was, like, our lunch. We would each get a Big Mac and a chocolate milkshake and a medium fry. And so that's very, like, memory-inducing for me. <laughs> right. I love that. My dad loves McDonald's, too. He calls it McDeuce. Oh, uh, I call it McDicks. <laughs> yeah. And if he's ever, like, extremely hungover, he'll be like, he'll send the family text, like, anyone want McDeuce? <laughs> Cute. <laughs> What's your go-to uh, takeout food? Takeout? Mm, I really like Thai food. Yeah. Oh, I guess I mean like fast food. That's what I mean. Oh, sorry. Taco Bell. Okay, that is your go-to. That's my. Sh- that's my shit. Oh. I love Taco Bell. Do you yeah. go to the one in West Leb frequently? Absolutely not. I haven't gone since I stopped eating Crunchwraps oh. because I, I don't go to Taco Bell for <laughs> tacos. <laughs> that was like last year. I haven't been in a long time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but if I if I were to stop somewhere, that's where it would be. Okay. Interesting. Maybe I should go there i don't know should i is it worth it am i gonna feel like garbage it's so fucking good i mean if you don't overdo yourself like if you uh-huh. just get one thing you'll be fine like eating a crunch wrap okay. oh my god perfect but if you get if you're like oh i want to try this and this and this <laughs> then you'll probably feel like shit you <laughs> sleep for a couple hours <laughs> um i have kind of random question for you <laughs> how old do people generally think you are oh okay this is kind of funny so when I was younger, when I was in like seventh and eighth grade, I remember everyone thought I was older, so much older. Like we went on this friend trip. It was like me, Sydney, and a couple of our other friends. We went to New York City. I think we were in seventh grade. And I remember everyone thought I was their older sister. They were like, oh, are you in high school? And I'm like, bitch, I'm 12. <laughs> and now as an adult, people think I look younger. So I really don't know. Like when I went to visit my sister, her friends were like, Oh, are you still in college? Like, what was it like having Anna as your older sister? Older, older sister? I raised that girl. <sighs> um, I have a very similar experience. So, yes, when I was young, when I was, like, in my tweens, everyone thought I was older. And then in college, I think everyone kind of assumed I was in college. I sometimes would get the, what college are you going to? And I remember one time I was flying home for Christmas break or something, and I was, I think, 21. And the person checking me in was like oh are you a unaccompanied minor do you have like a person that you, do you need the flight attendant to sit with you and I was like no I'm an adult I'm okay <laughs> what a crazy question to ask someone like excuse me <laughs> what 
And the reason why I'm asking you this is because the other day, and I don't know if it's just because it's Florida and like people are older here, but I often get mistaken for younger, but like usually like 23 or 24, like not like under 21. But how often are people asking you your age? I don't feel like I have this conversation no, a lot. No, people don't ask me. People tell me my age. Like they like literally I went to the doctor's office to go get my medical card the other day and the woman goes, how old are you? You look 17. And I was like, well, I'm not. I'm 28. Thanks so much, though. Like, <laughs> look at my papers. I filled them out. And then the other day at the liquor store, same thing. Like, the guy literally was, like, buying a bottle of champagne. And, like, what 18-year-old would go buy a bottle of champagne? And the guy, like, looks me up and down. And he goes, you're a minor. And I was like, mm, I'm, closer <laughs> Plus to, 10. I'm closer to 30 than I'm not. All right. So let's just go with that. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Also, why do people have to make comments? Like, leave me alone. Why, why are people comfortable making comments like that? That's what I asked. I was just like, okay. she The nurse at the doctor's office, she was like, you'll appreciate it when you're 50. And I'm like, I don't think so because being questioned about my age validity is just frankly annoying. Like, I'm not out here trying to like bamboozle the world, okay? I'm an adult. Right, right. You're like, I'm not underage. It would be different if she was like, oh, you look like you're 23. Like, 17? <laughs> Right. Oh, you look great. Yeah. Right. 17. Like I am, I am a full adult. Okay. I am a big girl. (laughs) I do remember when I was serving waiting tables, I, you have to ID everyone. Like you just do, you know, when they're like Mm -hmm. under, you could tell you look at someone, they look like they're under 30. You're like, yeah, I got to ID you. And I just, I remember this used to drive me nuts or just make me like cringe a little is when I'd ID someone and they'd be like, oh, you make me feel so old. And they give you their ID. They're like 22. Like shut the fuck Uh. up. So what are you talking about? You're the type of person I should be IDing. Exactly (laughs) the person I should be IDing. You are the reason I'm IDing. Um, I have a funny story about IDing uh, when I was bartender. But oftentimes when I go out to dinner with Boyd, I get ID'd. He doesn't. And I'm like, what 30-year-old man would be with a 17-year-old? I guess a lot of men. Probably more than you'd think. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, because I shouldn't ask that. Come to think of it. um, When I was a bartender... I was working, I think probably a wedding or an event, and I was IDing people. And this kid slipped me his ID, and it said he was from Jersey. And I, you know, it said he was 21. He looked 21. And I was like, okay. So then he comes back, and he was like, you know, I was just chit chatting, being a bartender as I do. And I was like, oh, where are you from? And he was like, oh, Boston. And I was like, oh, but your ID says New Jersey. Idiot. And he shit his pants. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be serving you anymore tonight, sir. Thank you. <laughs> What an idiot. I, when I lived in Maryland, my boyfriend had this friend who had this girlfriend and they broke up and he came in one morning while I was serving with a different girl Mm. and she pulls out her ID and it was his ex-girlfriend's ID. And I just looked at him like, are you fucking kidding me? And then I looked at her and I was like, I just said, no, (laughs) nope, no. And I remember he like messaged me after and was like, sorry about that. I didn't, I didn't think we were going to get you as a server. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? See a therapist. Did you steal that from your ex-girlfriend? Right. Does she know? I don't know. I didn't tell her because I wasn't really friends with her, but I I just, I wasn't going to let that slide. No. Good for you. Good for you. Crazy move, by the way. (laughs) That's like some psychopath Like, are you insane? Damn. Okay. I have a list of questions for you. I've been just like, because, oh, the listeners don't know this. So before Jenny and I released our first episode, we did a bunch of pre-episodes, prep episodes to make sure that we were on point and audio worked and we had a good vibe. And we did like a bunch of icebreakers. And audio was not on point, by the way. No, no, it was bad. So we've, you know, 
we tried to make it good for you guys. So we did a bunch of icebreakers and like questions for each other, which I found were really interesting. And so this week when I was thinking about the podcast, I was like, okay, I'm just going to be writing down all the random questions that I have for Jen, like in the shower or cooking and stuff like that. And so that's what this episode is for me. Oh God. Okay. I'm ready. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Do you have a hidden talent and it doesn't need to be like singing or dancing, but like, is there something that like you just know that you're very good at in life that people just look to you for? I, I have one for you. Oh, um, I mean like I'm very comfortable walking away from things that don't serve me. Mm-hmm. Being very comfortable. I mean, I've had a lot of times where I've walked away from things where people are like, you shouldn't be quitting that job or you shouldn't be moving or you shouldn't be breaking up with that person or friend. And I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. It's not working for me. I got a jet. And that doesn't mean I'm always like looking for the next good thing. But if I find myself more unhappy than not, I am very comfortable walking away. I love that. That's such a good answer too. And then another hidden talent is I can do a back walkover. Oh shit. I practice every week. Just one. Do you really? Yeah. To make sure I've still got it. In my family room. <laughs> You're such a freak. <laughs> it's like my self test. <laughs> your snapping test, you snap first and then you do a back walkover and you're like, yep, I'm working. No, I snap in the morning and I do my back walkovers at night when I'm limber. <laughs> God forbid. Sorry. Yeah. Get it right. <laughs> Wait, what would you say my hidden talent is? I think you're just someone who is so knowledgeable about everything uh, that I think you just are, you give such good advice. Like that's your talent is like, you have knowledge about anything that I could ask you, like whether it be like beauty or fashion or the world news or pop culture or whatever, like you're, you usually know something about it. And so I feel like you're just like a treasure trove of information. That's what I think your hidden talent is. Oh my God. Thank you. That is so kind. I, you're welcome. Wow. I wasn't expecting you to say that. I thought you were going to say like, you can piss people off really quickly or something because I could do that too. No, but you know what? Also, you're really good at is peeing your pants. That's something you're really fucking good at. I'm consistent. <laughs> Whenever I laugh too hard, I pee my pants. Pee them. I have photos of Ginny's piss on the floor from her peeing through her pants. I just, once you get me going with the laughing, it's over. over. And you know, you know, once I start laughing I like that hard, there's no reeling me in. You no, know, I just, I'm like, I always think about what if you, like when you, when if, when in, when if, and what if you have kids, like how your bladder strength is going to be after that. You're going to have to wear diapers. Oh my God. I'm going to have to get that net. You know what I'm talking about? It's like your vaginal inside mesh of you. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your hidden talent? Um, I'm really good at ordering men- off menus. I can like conceptually see what I think the food is going to be. And I think I have, like, I, I, I know it sounds so lame, but. Okay. So you don't see things as like a list of ingredients. You see the ingredients and you see the meal. Yeah. And I can really predict Uh, what the meal is going to be. And so I have like, I notoriously order really well for myself. And then if other, and now my friends know that I'm a good orderer. So people always look to me to order for them. That is a good talent. Like I have had a grilled cheese from like every restaurant in Tampa because I get menu anxiety and I'm like, Mm. uh, grilled cheese. (laughs) They're like, that's only on the kid's menu and you're drinking a margarita, (laughs) ma'am. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I'm really good at, um, yeah, I'm really good at it. Cause the, our, my first date with Boyd, he let me order for him and he was like so thoroughly impressed. And so now I order for him. I wonder if that's because you're a cook. Mm, 
probably. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. pretty much know how ingredients mix and what they taste like. Mm-hmm. That's a that's amazing. I think I'm also like so bougie about food and stuff like that. And so like I just can like know if I don't think something's going to be worth it or like going to mesh well together. Right, right. And sometimes they'll put like restaurants will put together things that are so over the top. But I mm-hmm. feel like that's where you can use your discernment and be like, too many ingredients. 100%. Or just like, this doesn't make sense. Right. You know? Do you think I have hidden talent? Um, let me think. Okay. I would say your hidden talent is like, you could literally talk to anybody. If somebody can't talk to you, there's a, something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Because, you, because you can kind of, I don't want to say be a chameleon. But you can make conversation with anyone. I mean, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last week. Oh, I, I, I have an update. Um, but last week I went on another girl date, but it was with a group of girls. And I got there early, of course. And so I was oh. sitting there <laughs> talking to the server. And I was like, you know, I always ask what their name is. I know it's very cliche American, but it's just I just like to know what my server's names are because I think it's better than like waving, pointing or snapping or whatever else, you know? And I was like, oh, thanks, Jamie, you know? And he turned out to be the owner. And then he like made me this special coffee because I was like, is is your coffee good? And he was like, yeah, I'll make you one. I'll prove it to you. I was like, bet. All right. So then at the end of the meal, when, you know, we were all packing up and stuff, I was like, thanks, Jamie. I'll see you later. And the girls I I was with, they were like, do you, do you know him? I do now. I do now. Yeah. He's made me coffee. (laughs) And he's going to remember me because I know that. Right. Wait. So how was the girl date? It was really good. Um, I think it was, I, I think I've probably talked about this. Like I really wanted to, I want to push myself out of my comfort zone this year. And my natural inclination to invites and stuff like that is usually no, uh, (laughs) because that's me. And why is that? Because, but is it because you have like social anxiety or because you'd rather just like be at home? It's like that. I'm sure you do this too. It's like when you make a plan a couple days ahead and you're really jazzed for it. And then when you get to the actual, like getting ready for the plan, you're like, ugh, I don't want to leave. It's like that. Okay. I got you. It's not. Yeah. It's just like a me thing. It's like, sometimes I'm just like, oh, I'm tired or, oh, I don't want to get ready or I don't want to leave the house, you know? And so. Right. You don't know how you're going to feel until you're there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So this girl I'd been talking to on Bumble BFF, we, she invited me. She said, I have this brunch with some girls tomorrow. Do you want to join us? And I was just like immediately like, no. And then my logic or whatever, my, my nice brain kicked in and was like, okay, this is one of those opportunities where you need to say yes, because this is the universe, like giving you a test. And so I ruminated and then I ultimately said yes. And I went. And it was really good. And I met with three girls, two of which I really like, and two of them actually live like really close to me. So we all live within 10 minutes of each other, which is so nice. That's amazing. And so did you also get to try a new restaurant? Like, had you been to this place before? No. And it was really good. Very like farm to table-y. I, as we know, I met the owner. Which is exactly what you were looking mm-hmm. for. Now, are, were any of these girls already friends or was it like a first time meetup for everybody? First time meetup for everyone. They all met on Bumble BFF. And then I guess they started, I don't know who did it, but one of them started a Instagram group chat with like six or seven girls who I guess had all been talking from Bumble. And then only three of them plus me could go. Um, so I kind of was like the last invite, which I, I'm not mad at, but I was the one kind of going in most blind. Whatever. Kind of nice because then you don't have any like preconceived notions or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was really positive and I'm going to get a pedicure 
pedicure with one of the girls tomorrow. And so, um, yeah, I have, I have some friends. <laughs> okay. That is a good turn of events. That's exciting. I know. Very proud of myself. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I, it's really hard to put yourself out there. And I know, especially for you, you've talked about this, like yeah. you're, you get nervous about it and you've been burned. So you're like, fuck it. But that's awesome. Like, what's the worst that can happen? You know, you just come home and you're like, eh, I didn't really like them. But what's the best that could happen? I make a friend who I vibe with. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, do you feel, do people tell you that you're intimidating? Do you get that? Um, people who have never met me in real life mm-hmm. say that. Like if they see me on the internet or they've heard about me, they say I'm intimidating. But then when okay. they meet me in real life, no. Yeah. Because I'm very friendly. I think... I think I am very friendly and, but I've had multiple people tell me like recently that I am intimidating and I don't know if it's just because I'm so clear and cut with my feelings and words and I don't mince things very easily, but I don't ever try to deliver things in a mean way. Yeah. Yeah. I could see how you could be intimidating. You have like a presence. Mm -hmm. And Boyd just says, he's just like, you're just, you're you. And I'm like, yeah, I am very aware of this. (laughs) You're like, I don't know what that means, but yes, I am. I am me. Yes. (laughs) Right. No, me. I walk into a room and I'm like, oh my God, hey, I see someone I know. How are you? I give hugs. I'm a big hugger. Mm. So I feel like, yeah, you meet me and you're like, oh, she is, there's nothing intimidating. But yeah. I don't know. I hope people don't feel that way once they've met me, you know? Yeah. Except for Boyd thinks I'm intimidating. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. Can you, I feel like you can be a little quiet when you first meet people, which mm-hmm. quiet people are intimidating because you're like, what's happening in that little brain, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, next question. Do you have a favorite dessert? Oh, yeah. Um, black and white cookies. Oh, wow. And not the ones from the grocery store. Okay. Ooh, they can't come in a pack of eight. Okay. Like from the grocery store. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like in those yeah. prepackaged things that came from God knows where. It's just like a list of ingredients that aren't really cookies. It's just ingredients <laughs> that look like black and white cookies. <laughs> uh, I love black and white cookies, though. Like that is my shit. That's the most random answer. I, I, I swear to God, if you would ask me out of like, you know what I mean? Whoever says this, <laughs> why? Why do you love them? <laughs> I don't know. They're just so soft. And like the white side where the vanilla side is just really like the frosting so sweet. And then the chocolate side is like a nice follow up because it's not as sweet. And I break it in half. I don't know. I just, they're soft in my mouth. They're delicious. Mm, are you a cookie person? Not really. Like, I like a chocolate chip cookie. I don't like sugar cookies. I don't like snickerdoodles. I don't. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. I'm a big cookie person. I'm not a salty person. I'm a sweet person. Like, I never crave saltiness. I don't, I'm not a savory person, but like, I crave sugar. I love salt. I am a salt person, but I don't like them together. Mm-hmm. Like, when people are like, ooh, salted caramel. I'm like, no. I don't even like caramel, honestly. I don't either. It's too sweet. It's too much. <laughs> I agreed. It's also, I don't like how it sticks to my teeth. Mm-hmm. Ugh, none of that. What's your favorite dessert? Like, is this something? And what's your favorite dessert? And do you prefer to bake it? Mm-hmm. I do prefer to bake it. Uh, is a lemon tart or a lemon bar. Like a, ooh, I, lemon bars are really good. Yeah. My lemon tart, I have perfected it. I've made it so many times. It is truly my favorite dessert. It's just so tart and sweet but then you have like the nice shortbread crust that adds some crunch and some texture and then I'll make homemade uh, whipped cream but I'll make it really really stiff so it's almost kind of like a frosting but it's not and just do like a little dollop of that (laughs) very specific (laughs) 
I'm getting riled up. I guess you need to make a lemon tart after this. I do. Um, I also fucking love cookies. Like I, I can crush cookies and I love peanut butter cookies. Like peanut butter cookies are my weakness. We'll consume a dozen. No problem. All right. Have you had the um, insomnia cookie, the peanut butter insomnia cookie? No, because I'm not really a cookie person. Like I'm not, I'm not ever like late night, like I need a cookie. I'm late night, like give me a fucking slice of pizza and where's the ranch? (laughs) Interesting. So like you have dinner. Do you have a dessert every night or no? No. Oh, I have dessert every night. Like I cannot live if I do not have a dessert. I can live, but I do not like to live if I do not have dessert. All right. Like I've got, I go through phases where sometimes I'm like, I have to have something sweet or else I'm not satisfied. But for the most Mm -hmm. part, like, no. Um, have you ever had the Trader Joe's sublime ice cream sandwiches? No. What does that even mean? Oh my God. They're like chip witches, I guess. Like they're chocolate chip cookies with vanilla ice cream inside, but they're called sublime and they are fucking sublime. Like blow your mind. (laughs) Delicious. (laughs) Okay. I'll have to try those. I always, I not always, but if I were to get a dessert from Trader Joe's, I've got these a couple times because my sister is a dessert person. Like the mini ice cream cones. Hold the cones. Yeah. I love with those too. Those are really good. Um, is there a name that just irks you? Oh, yeah. I don't like the, any name that starts with Cass. Like Cassie, Cassandra. Oh. I, those really don't feel good on my ears because they remind me of a casserole. And I don't like casserole at all. I have bad memories of casserole. So whenever I hear those names, I'm like, who would name their kid that? Do you want to talk about your memories of casserole? What's going on there? Yeah, we can. Okay, so my mom has a friend. We're going to leave her unnamed. But she always used to, she really wanted me to be friends with her kids. Mm. And you know me, I just don't really like necessarily operate like that. I want to, like, I like to be friends with who I'm friends with. And I can't really be forced to hang out with people. So... Anyway, she would force me. She'd drop me off would? and be like, see you tomorrow. Oh, yeah, Barbara. She, My mom would drop me off and she'd be like, see me tomorrow. See you tomorrow. And they would always have casserole, like green bean, broccoli, all different casseroles. Every time there was a casserole. And I don't like casseroles and I didn't like going there. So negative association. It's just like, do you think, do you yeah. think it's just like the combination of all the ingredients like mushed together? Yeah. And it's also like not that flavorful. Yeah. It's just like creamy and like wet and hot. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like my green beans to be that soft ever. It's probably because they use like canned green beans too. Yeah, they Ew. did. Like you shouldn't be able to break up a green bean with like a little spatula when you're scooping Ew. it out. It shouldn't fall no, apart. Yeah. Maybe when you come down, I'll make you a green bean casserole, but I'll make a fresh one. Okay. Just- I'd like that. I love green beans. Real green beans, not from a can. I do too. And I'm not against canned vegetables. Just like we don't, I don't think we need to cook the living fuck out of them when they're already that soft i am yeah i am i find them disgusting like do what you need to do but just get fresh vegetables like it's better yeah they are i uh, i love green beans when they have a little snap to them like you cook them and then they turn bright green oh Mm -hmm. i've been roasting them recently because they are so fucking good roasted Mm, that sounds so like in the oven Mm-hmm. I, like- I don't know cooking terms. <laughs> like, I think that's the oven, right? <laughs> Preheat the oven to 400, 425, throw them on a sheet pan, some olive oil, pepper, salt, and a little bit of garlic salt, and you will... I eat a whole bag. Wow. Like, that's how good they are. All right. Mm-hmm. That's That sounds amazing. Um, okay, mm-hmm. wait. What names do you have aversions to? Uh, James. Why the fuck is it James? It should be James. 
But also, I don't know anyone named Jame, and that kind of freaks me out. When I think of the name Jame, I think of, like, Jaime. J-A-I-M-E. No, it should be Jame. It should be Jame, but it's James. That's not correct. Why is it? Why is there an E on there? It's not Jack's. It's not Katie's. It's not Ginny's. Why is it James? It should just be Jame. Uh, do you know anyone named Jame? And why do you think it should be Jame? No, but I hate the name James because I'm just like, who adds just a random S on there? James's house? It just, like, you don't need it. Mm. Like, why is it on there? It is you know? hard when someone's name or their last name ends with an S because then you're like, like you do that apostrophe at the end and you're like the parkers is right (laughs) and then you've got like what if there's multiple jameses so then you have to say jameses why isn't it just jame and then you can say there's james oh i'm going to the james house i'm going to james house yeah but i would say that if i was going to someone named james house james yeah the more i say james the less i like it I know, same, and I'm, like, getting, like, that weird dissociation from it. You know? Do you ever do that with, like, certain words? I remember when I was a kid, I used to say fork, 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 until I didn't like the word fork, and I'd be like, what even does that mean? <laughs> oh, I do that with, like, every word, like, should, should, could, would, would, could, should, and then you're just like, why is, why is there an O and a U? Why isn't it abbreviated? Like, why isn't, you know, it just, you go down the rabbit hole of English. Right. It's got to be so hard to learn English. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. And especially with all of like the slang that we have and the interchangeable words and stuff like that, it must be very confusing. Right. I uh, used to babysit this kid who would always say amint, like am not, because there's isn't, aren't. And so he'd be like, I amint doing that. And I'm like, that's, I, I, I see where you're going, buddy. I do. It could make sense, but it doesn't. <laughs> Swing and a miss, but I see where you are going with that. <laughs> oh, another name that I hate. Rory. What the fuck is that? Rory Gilmore. The worst. Rory? I I would rather... Do you like it or hate it less go by for Karen. a boy or a girl? I hate it all the time. It's, it's bad letters. Bad letter combination. Like, get out of there. That's not appropriate. Okay. All right. I hear you because it's a lot. <laughs> Rory. It's like rural. Rural. Rory. Not good. Both terrible words. Get out of here. Okay. I hear you. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other names um, that I like can't stand, but I don't really have any. Oh, I, I'm sure I can think of more. There are a lot of names that I don't like, you know, that I would like never ever choose for a dog or a pet or a child, you know? I feel like a name is very, very important. I feel like it kind of sets the tone for who you are and what type of life you're going to lead. Right. Like, you know, Miley Cyrus, her name yeah. was Destiny Hope. <laughs> like, I can't picture her as that name. Like, her name also, is Miley. Like, she looks like a Miley. Yeah. yeah. And why Destiny Hope? Yeah. Like, they were really, she was just destined. I don't know. For something. I also don't like the name Destiny or Hope, come to think of it. No, me either. I don't like any of those kind of, like, like I don't like the name London. I don't like the name Paris. I don't like the name, like... I think Paris Hilton is iconic and I love her and she is a Paris, but I don't think like normal people should be named Paris. Right. Like my name's Virginia and like, that's literally a state. I know I was named after my grandma, but like, why are we doing that? I, yes. I mean, I love your name and I think it, you know, it's great on you, but I, I go by Ginny cause it sounds funny when I say it. I don't, I'm like, yeah, I could say the state, like I'm going to Virginia or I was just in Virginia last week. But when someone's like, what's your name? I'm like, Virginia. Ginny. No. <laughs> no, if I have to say my whole name, it sounds so weird coming from my mouth. Virginia. I know. 
I feel the same way about Catherine, as you know. Yeah. It just does not, we're not identified with those names. Catherine. Ugh. Catherine Ryan. My grandmother still loves it, and she's still very convinced that I'm going to, like, own the name one day. And I was like, newsflash, Anna, it's dead and gone. Katie is here to stay. That's it. Yeah, you, you're you more of a Katie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you... This was one of our icebreakers, too. I just remembered. Um, if you had to pick a name for yourself, what would you pick? Oh, well, so the reason why Jenny calls me Katie Ryan is because <laughs> Ryan is my middle name. And I would use that. That wouldn't be bad. But... Um, in the nineties before they had technology, apparently, uh, my parents were told that I was a boy whilst they were pregnant with me. And so my parents prepared to have a boy and they were subsequently <laughs> going to name me Jackson. And I think Jackson Colt would be a dope ass name for a girl. And I wish they had just kept that because then they could have like done Jack's J X or, you know, I don't know. I think I could have just really made that name me. And I think they would have been You think you would have rocked with Jack's? I'm going to go to Jax's mm-hmm. house. Yeah. I do, don't you? No one comes. Yeah, in, no but that reminds me of James. Yeah, but just Jacks. X. I know, but it sounds like an S. Well, it's better than James. All right. Okay. Continue. James sucks. Continue. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I would do Jackson, but like uh, Rebecca was on the table for me. I cannot imagine oh, myself my. as a Rebecca. Thank God they didn't name me that. You do not look like a Rebecca at all. Becca. Becky. No. And not a Becca, no. And then the other name that they were close to, which I would have been okay with, was Isabella. And I think I could have been a Bella, but I don't... You look more like a Katie than a Bella. Also, Mm, I want to be clear. I don't not like the name Rebecca. I just don't think you look like a Rebecca. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And I like the name Isabella and Bella, but I don't... I don't know. mm -hmm. Doesn't fit you. I know. It's it's hard. Like, I don't, I don't know if any name truly fits No, me. I, I think know. you look like a Katie. Like, I think you look like a Kate, actually, more than a Katie. I usually call you Kate. Yeah, you're one of the few. <laughs> yeah, I think you're in my phone as Kate. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, what name would you choose for yourself if you could? I don't know. I like Jenny. I like it a lot. Yeah, it works for you. Like, I would, sh- I would drop the Virginia. Mm-hmm. Though, so then what mm-hmm. would I call myself if I was frustrated? Because I'm usually like, ugh, Verge, come on. <laughs> You know, what would I say? Yeah, you're so cute to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, what is one thing that you're bougie or picky about? Ooh, okay. I don't know if I'm, like, bougie, but I am really picky about shoes that I wear and chicken that I eat. Two very different things, but (laughs) but shoes, like, I am a shoe person. I love shoes. I just love them. I have like hundreds of shoes. I, it it could be like, I'm going back to school shopping and I don't have any pants that fit me. And I come home with a pair of shoes somehow instead of pants, you know, like, do you think it's because like they're universal sizing? And so you never, ever had to like struggle with that. Maybe, but I also just love them. Like, I think they make an outfit. I think they, I even will sometimes make, I usually will make my outfit around a pair of shoes instead of the other way around. I just love them. I don't know. I feel that. Yeah. I love shoes too. Mm-hmm. I, but I'm, but I'm not, I'm also not like. You're not a brand snob. I'm not, like, no, I'm not, a, I'm not a brand snob, but I also like shoes that are going to last. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not typically buying shoes from Target or things like that. Like I like to have nice shoes because that's what I like. Yeah. Yeah. And like uh, shoes that are going to last through different fashion uh, waves. Right. Like I love sneakers. I probably have like 
eight pairs of New Balances, I'm on a New Balance kick. I just love them. Mm. They fit my foot right. I think they look cute. They're very on trend. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. That's okay. that's a thing for me. That's good. No, and I think chicken, we can all understand. You should be picky about the chicken that you eat. Oh, I just like get really creeped out by it. And I have to, if I'm going to eat chicken, I have to really see it first. See, I think I'm the opposite. I want it like deep fried. I want it coated in like buffalo sauce or something to just like mask it as much as possible. And I don't want to have to think about it. <laughs> I, I hear you on that. Like I actually, that is often my order is like a fried chicken sandwich. But if I'm, if I'm like at someone's house or something and they're making chicken, if I didn't see the chicken first or like, I didn't, I don't know how they're cooking it. I'm not eating it mm-hmm. at a restaurant. Like they temp that shit, you know, and mm-hmm. there there's yeah. rolls and stuff in the back. So it's like a little different, but I don't know. I, I get creeped out by it. Like I don't, I won't eat chicken from everywhere. No, I get Like that. I wouldn't eat Boy, chicken from McDonald's. I know they temp that, but it scares me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's probably like the safest cause it's like majority plastic. Right. So yucko. Like Um, my mom makes chicken. She made chicken wings the other night. And like, I just get skeeped out very fast. She made chicken wings the other night. I watched her do it, but she handed me a chicken wing and it had like little hairs on it. And Oh no, no, no. She was like, no, 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 it's just a piece of a feather. I'm like, that doesn't make it better. I'm definitely not. That makes it so much worse. Yeah, I'm not eating that. I'm sorry. The shit was alive. Don't tell me that. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) My dad reminds me, my dad used to hunt. And well, actually he still hunts. I shouldn't say he used to, but he hunts. And I, I know that like the best meat you can eat is something that you get yourself. But for some yeah. reason, the fact that he saw it living, just, I can't, it doesn't sit right with me. And I know it's so stupid because it's like, that's the best kind of meat that has the least preservatives and like antibiotics and shit. But also there's just something in me that's like, ugh makes me sad because i think all the animals have families and so i'm like what about their family aren't they missing them right what if, you know what if like i used to leave Stella the deer didn't come home tonight yeah i used to leave notes in my dad's truck that said like good luck today hope don't you don't catch one. anything <laughs> hope you don't hit anything <laughs> <laughs> when i was like a little kid oh, girl after my own heart i know <laughs> <laughs> yep what about you what are sense. you bougie about everything no i'm kidding um but not really <laughs> Not really. Um, I think the thing that I've, so I, I've gotten worse in my old age, but I think the thing I've always been picky about and I get it from my parents is coffee. If coffee is not good, I'm not drinking it. Like oh, we go to breakfast. You I know, I want. You are? Oh yeah. I don't care. Like even from a diner? Oh yeah. I don't care. I'll drink coffee. No, I'd rather, no, I'd rather just drink water. Cause it, for me, it's about the taste. As we talked about last time, I don't get the effects of caffeine. So that doesn't do it for me. It's purely the enjoyment of the beverage. Right. And that's not why I drink if, coffee. Why do you drink coffee? Cause I need the caffeine. Uh, <laughs> that's why I'm like, give me a cup. I don't care. I don't care what it tastes like, what it looks like. <laughs> okay. So my, the way that I facilitate coffee trying is if we're going to a breakfast place, Boyd orders one cup of coffee. He then tastes the coffee. And I can usually just tell by the color. Like, as soon as I see it, I'll be like... Is he a coffee snob or will he drink it regardless? He used to not be a coffee snob. So he oh, you talked about this. Espresso- he, he likes um, drip coffee now. Yes, because he used to only be into espressos. So before he was an espresso snob, didn't really know the ins and outs of, like, the coffee game like that. And now, because of me, he is more picky, but he will drink diner coffee, whereas I will not. 
Oh. Wait, have you had Purdy coffee? Mm-mm. It is so good. Is it? Yeah. Um, shout out Sam Purdy. Sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> no, their coffee is really good. I think you'd probably like it. They have like okay, a couple like different op- options of like roasts and hints of this and that, but it's really good. I want, I want the darkest roast with low acidity. That's like my ideal blend. Okay. I want, and I love like espresso. I love dark, 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 dark beans. I've been drinking mushroom coffee. Um, what's it called? What's the brand? Rise. So it's mm. like half coffee, half mushroom oh, stuff. Yes. Deb got me on it. And by got me on it, I mean got it for me. <laughs> of course. Um, it is so good though. And I feel like it, it makes me feel better than if I drink regular coffee. Like it wakes my brain In up. Oh. Where sometimes- Is there a noticeable taste difference? It tastes like the earth a little bit. Mm. It doesn't taste like, you know, when you eat like magic mushrooms and you're like gagging, it's not like that at all. It's like, it just has a little earthy flavor. Um, but I like it. Like, I feel it. I feel like I drink coffee because I'm like, I need some sort of boost and this gives it to me in a different way. Like it does. I don't have anxiety. Not that I really get anxiety, but I don't have that. Like my heart's not racing. Yeah. Jitters. No, that's the word. No jitters. Just, I feel alert. Mm Hmm. I get that. Hmm. I'll try it. Maybe I'll try purdy coffee first. Try purdy coffee first. Cause you're a coffee girl. Try that. I am a coffee girl. And you're not drinking it for like the brain effects. No, I drink it for joy. Yeah. And just just tastes so good. It's like, (laughs) and my parents make such strong coffee that people will bring their own coffee to my parents' house. So they don't have to drink my parents' coffee. Wow. My mom (laughs) is not consistent in her coffee making. And like, I'll come down and work. It's weak today. I'm like, but don't you just measure it? Don't you just use like a measuring cup or something? Like, what are you just free balling and you have no clue what you're doing every day? Have you ever asked her? I don't really question her much. <laughs> yeah. No point. I just let her do um, her thing. I actually, when we first moved here, I got like the dopest coffee, coffee maker I think I've ever seen. And it's not like one of those crazy fancy ones with the levers and the steamers and all of the attachments. It is the most basic coffee maker but it looks almost like a sculpture it's very european it's beautiful i think it's beautiful i think it literally just got released in the u.s and it makes a phenomenal cup of coffee love that for you thank you me too um okay what's next on your list (laughs) did you see the bigfoot sighting in colorado the video that's been going around no okay well tell me inbox so maybe you should look at it which inbox there are these uh instagram okay should i look at it right now yeah, I'll talk. You about want it. me to blind so, react? Yeah. All right, you talk. So there was this video going around. You can see it on Complex, and I'm sure a bunch of other places where videos are. And it's basically these people in Colorado who I think are on like a train or something like that, and they're going through the countryside of Colorado. And you see this figure, being, creature, whatever term you want to put on it, walking. And he really blends in. I'm looking at it. Really blends in. And then he sits and crouches. And if you hadn't seen the seconds before of that video, you would not know where to look or you wouldn't see him. His he reminds me of the Grinch, but neutral That's what neutral I colors. It does well and like was the Grinch modeled after Bigfoot who knows potentially also I feel like that looks like every sighting of Bigfoot except he's much lighter colored than mm-hmm. the other than videos what? of Bigfoot but it would make sense that they would change color throughout the season so yeah. they could blend in if they're like like ancient beings my hair changes color throughout the seasons 
Yeah, yeah. You know, like our hair gets lighter in the summer if you're outside. And mm-hmm. obviously, he's he lives outside. He does. He sure does. So I've seen that circulating around. I find it very interesting. I wonder if it's like a hunter. I don't know. But I feel like if it was, someone would maybe come out and say that it was me. What's your first reaction seeing the video? I'm just saying hunters don't go out disguised as the land. Because that's how you get shot by other hunters. Yeah, that's true. Um, You usually have something on to identify you. Right. um, Because it can be dangerous. So I wouldn't think that that's a hunter. I believe in Bigfoot. I mean, I know there's some crazy shit in the mountains and they try to cover it up and they're like, oh, it's a human being in a suit. Like, no, it's not. (laughs) It's just not. Come on. Who's doing that? Who's like going out of their way to just like go be seen by someone deep in the woods, random. It's not like they're out in plain sight. You know what I mean? Like they're potentially right. Yeah. They're seen. They're not in Walmart. No, like there's every Bigfoot sighting has been like someone's deep in the woods and they just happen to see it. It's not like Mm -hmm. they were in their backyard and Oh, there comes Bigfoot. Like, it's not like these people or the Bigfoot is, is out and about. It's like you entered right. his land and then you saw him. And then instead of respecting that, people are like, oh, it's just a man in a bear suit. Oh, just wandering the woods by himself. Just like, what are we talking about? No, that's not correct. <laughs> no. And that also, that really did look like the Grinch. I can't stop thinking that. I know. So I've watched that video probably 15 times. Very interesting. What do you think? It's probably Bigfoot. I think there's a, like, probably a lot of Bigfoots. Like, yeah, and I'm sure there's different genres of Bigfoot. Yeah, for sure. Like, he's probably, his, he probably has a real name. <laughs> I think that's not Bigfoot. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's right. probably yeah, a real like a, species like, that... Yeah, like we need someone who knows Latin to like create like a legit name. Because like, there's probably some like in the mountainous regions where like we've seen like the abominable snowman sightings and stuff like that. So there's probably like white ones, dark brown ones, light ones. Like I'm sure like, just you like know, people just, like they're different colors yeah, and, and different colored hair and animals. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. So I find that really interesting. And, um, did you know well that, too? or have you, have you read about how like the overlap of missing people and cave systems yes. is like humongous? Yes. Like that really makes me think that, well, I know that there's a lot of creatures and shit out there that we just don't know about and probably do live in caves and stuff. I think that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. It's terrifying. Yeah. What's down there? Who's bringing them down there? I know. And like, like why? Did you, I'm trying to think of the name of the podcast. It was like a really big hit and it was this guy and his, I know his media company is called Tenderfoot TV, I think. And he did a podcast where he, maybe it's Up and Vanished or something like that. I can, I'll try to find it. Oh yeah, I've heard Up and Vanished is really good. And he talks about like one person for the whole season. Mm -hmm. And the first person that he talked about, her name was Crystal. I can't remember her last name. And I think she went missing out somewhere in the desert in like Nevada, Arizona type thing. And... They have a very high, they think she was murdered and they think that the person hid her in a cave, hid her body in a Mm -hmm. cave and that's why they've never found her. And so he kind of investigated the cave systems out there and it was an old mining town and um, it was just really, really interesting. And he kind of talked about how the caves 
lead to a lot more murder and mystery than we even talk about. Right. Because it's like, nobody wants to go in there. Even our investigators, you know, no, they're, they're terrifying. (laughs) There's no light in there. There's probably a lot of bodies in these two. And it's like, what's, I just, what's down there. I don't want to know. I'm like cryptids or whatever the spirits. Yeah. Wait, I have you ever, I went splunking when I was like, what does that mean? Grade. I, caving. I went like, I don't know how many hundreds of feet underneath the ground, but I went fully under Where the ground. Where did you go? Like the polar caves? <laughs> I don't know. It was a class trip. It probably it was, was the, the polar caves and you see like the stalagmites and the stalactites. No, 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 no. This is, this is, I went into a cra- I went into a crack of the earth and I was in, I was with my whole class. We were the last class to do it because I think my school like canceled, realized legal issues. Yeah. And so um, I, I have like very strange memories of this and I'm like, was this like a fever dream? But I know I went, um, I, you, I went literally splunking. So you go, you go headfirst into a crevice and you're literally going like straight down. And I did like hairpin turns and you, have what? To, I had to twist and contort my body. And then we eventually got down into like the main cavern and it was enormous. It was probably like 50 feet high and it was pitch black and there was a river running in it. And then I actually went with a group of people. I went under the river. I went into the river and I climbed under in more caves in through the river. So like my half my body was submerged and then I went into a different cavern. And then on the way coming back up, um, one of our chaperones, like our, our classmates dad, he was very, very tall, like six foot four. And he almost got stuck on one of those like hairpin turns. And I had to help him get unstuck. And he literally told my parents, he was like, thank God for your kid. Cause if not, I don't know if I would have gotten out there. And so I've been splunking. That's like insane. I know. And I was like 10, 11. That's so wild. Like so wild. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, it's really cool, but I, that is crazy. What a crazy class trip. Crazy. And for like really young kids, I, I don't know who. Like I, I can't know. imagine getting a teenager to do that. So it makes sense that you do it when you're younger because you're not so scared of things. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, because. Because I think of think of it doing it now, and I'm just like, I would never go head first into a crack into the earth. Like, right? No. Like a, a a lot of people are claustrophobic too, and I don't know that kids have that as much. as much, right? Because they're not they're just not as as scared of things unless they've experienced some shit. But yeah, you know, like they they're not, they don't know to be scared yet. Hmm. Oh yeah. No, it was crazy. Like I had to wear, you know, a helmet, I had a headlamp and then my, we had to get special gear cause you get so muddy. And I remember like just the, the, all of my clothes were just covered in like this thick clay mud that took a very long time to get out. It was a very crazy, I wish I had photos. Like I wish I, phones were a thing so I could have taken photos of it. Cause like, I want to know what it was like down there. Right. You know, no adults, digital you camera. Know? Yeah. I don't know. I have, to, I'll, maybe I'll ask my parents or something and see if anyone took photos because those would be gold. <laughs> Just little Katie Colt standing in the middle of a cave, hundreds of feet underneath the earth. Right. <laughs> so wild. <laughs> okay, I have no interest in that. <laughs> I don't Just either. Literally I'm, I'm glad that I can say that I did it. Honestly, yeah, that's cool. Like, that's a cool experience. Couldn't catch me. Um, okay. Do you want to bring up the topic that you wanted to talk about? No. <laughs> okay. Not in the mood anymore. <laughs> Okay, cool. Bravo, bravo, um, bravo. We'll have to edit that out. 
I have one more question for you. Okay. Uh, do you have like a feel good video genre and not like a movie, but like uh, on Instagram where you go to if you need to like relax or feel good? Like, I guess like am ASMR, but not ASMR. Okay. I'll say this. If I am in the need of relaxing or feeling good, I don't go on the internet. Mm, okay. I just don't. It doesn't ever, it never helps me. But if I'm in the mood for some ASMR, I love ASMR. Right? I know it, it, so there's like science behind ASMR. It doesn't affect everybody the same way. Like only a certain percentage of people experience ASMR in a positive way. And I am one of those people and I love it. Like, so I love it so much. I like to watch, you sent me one time, it was like this wood soup. And it's basically this woman and she has all these like wooden pieces in a wooden bowl with water and she's mixing them. And I love the sound of it. But when I look at it visually, it freaks me out and I don't like it. So I I can't look, I can't look, but I love the audio. And like, have you seen people cutting soap? I love that. What I don't like is chalk. It is my it, oh no no no! Freaks no. It has out. to be the soap, and it has to be a hard soap. I don't know why. Yeah, I just, it just love it. Be, so oh, satisfying. It gets me going. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's really satisfying. Um, but yeah, and then I guess if I come across like puppy videos, that really excites me. Mm-hmm. I could get lost mm-hmm. watching puppies. Mm-hmm. I can do that too. Uh, my genre is little kids who are getting glasses or hearing aids for the first time. And watching their reaction to seeing their parents or hearing their parents' voice for the first time in their life, it breaks my soul in all the best ways. I just it's it magical. Makes me just appreci- it is magic. It is pure magic. It makes me appreciative for the life I have, and also just it brings me joy. So th- that's my genre. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, oh, did, did you watch? Okay, totally on topic, but off topic. Did you watch the David Beckham documentary? I did actually. Yes. What did you think of it? I thought it was going to be more about like them as an entity and not just him about soccer. I found it very interesting. And I think it's so cool that his whole career has been documented. And so I think that's just so phenomenal. And one of the best things actually about this time period is because everything is so well preserved. You can really like have memories and go back. Um, I didn't really know anything about them because we know I lived under a rock. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't like, so you weren't, you weren't like a Spice Girls fan when growing up. No, but I feel like I should have been. Did you ever watch the Spice Girls? Well, as an adult, have you no. watched the Spice Girls movies? Oh my God, you need to. Okay. Holy shit. Those, which one's your favorite? Um, I can't think of the name of it, but it's like when they, when they come across the aliens. I don't know. I don't know the name of it, but it is so good. Like you got you to gotta get into the Spice Girls. There's aliens? Yeah. And, one of, and I don't know how many. I think maybe there's like a couple movies. Not a lot. It's not like a whole big thing maybe only one or two I don't know uh-huh. but anyways in the Spice Girls movie um yeah they like break down on the side of the road and there's like an alien ship has crashed it's not a humongous part of the movie but the movie is so good and then they tour and they're like sing- it, I don't know I love that um That's cute what Spice Girl do you identify best with okay so when we were younger when I was younger my brother really liked to play like house So, but that went along with other things. Like we weren't just playing house. We'd be like watching the cheetah girls and then we'd all be a cheetah girl and we'd like play that. And so we did the same thing with the spice girls and I was always sporty spice, but I don't know why, because that was when I was a little kid. Then, you know, growing up, then I, I'd never really played sports. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
I don't really know who, but when I was younger, Sporty Spice and Scary Spice, and I loved Posh, but I was never Posh. <laughs> got it. When we got it. Yeah. So why did you bring up the documentary? Um, oh, because I watched it, and it was like one of the first shows in a long time that I've watched that had me like thinking about it. Like I wanted to stay up and keep watching it. I really liked it. I thought it was so good. I thought it was so interesting. Like I think athletes are inspiring because they're like a different breed of person mm-hmm. and okay. I'm just so connect like I'm so not connected interested and in- fascinated maybe is the word um by people like that so I-, I just thought it was amazing and just to see because they're while their relationship so Beckham and Posh was public they're very private so it's like mm-hmm. There was so much news about them, but not real news. So to be able to right. see that and just, you know, like David Beckham's just a regular person. Oh, he's so hot. It's unbelievable. Oh my God. I just got me wanting to marry a man with tattoos. I'll tell you that. Seriously. I was like looking at Boyd and I was like, how do you look with some neck tattoos? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Can we tat your hands? <laughs> Get him those like, uh, like uh, adult temporary ones that actually last for like a couple weeks right, and just right. start putting them all over his just body. Just try it out. <laughs> um, it's so funny that you bring up that athlete thing because that's something that I think about often. So I don't think I had a very good um, mental voice or uh, like self cheerleader in some. Yes. Yes. Thank you. My self-talk was not very good, especially when I was an athlete. I think I would kind of sit in the negative and be like, you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. And that never got me anywhere. And I had multiple coaches tell me, say like, if you had the self-talk, like you could be really phenomenal. And I just, I didn't have that. And like you're so Kendall Jenner, had- like you're like built like an athlete. You know how she says that? <laughs> That's you. Like you were built like, an, like you came out an athlete. Yeah. But I'm like, not that athletic. Like I'm okay, but I'm not, I, I, feel like I should have been really good but I wasn't really good you know I don't know I, I never watched sports like and then go to like the women's the girls soccer game women's the girls soccer yeah. games in high school I just didn't I just yeah didn't I don't um, know <laughs> I don't know how what kind of athlete you were <laughs> yeah but now as an adult um like we know I've gotten back into the gym and stuff and so I've had to kind of develop a self-talk and I have chosen to go the very positive route. And I just, I always am just telling myself like, you can do this. You want this. This is what you want. The Stairmaster is nothing compared to you. You're going to fucking whoop its ass, like watch it sweat for you. Like, you know, I just like continuously build myself up. Um, and then I talked to my boss who is someone I really, really love. And I really want to emulate in many ways. And he is an insane runner. Like he just runs and runs and runs and runs. And I asked him, I was like, what's your mental self-talk? And he said to beat my inner bitch. And I think that's like some like Joe Rogan type thing. Cause I've heard that like beat your inner bitch from, I think this military guy or something yeah. that does like crazy things. But I then asked Boyd and he said the same thing. He's like, I just, I'm like telling myself like not to wimp out and just to like keep pushing and I found it so interesting that I guess men and women most likely have a really different way of self-talk what is your self-talk like? well I would say also that a lot of working out is mental it's like mm-hmm. it's not it, it is often like do better than you did yesterday or I mean for me if when I'm working out I I usually am like I have to tell a I don't have to tell myself, but I tell myself like you're doing this for you. It's not a punishment because when I was younger, working out was like not necessarily a punishment, but I would work out 
because I wanted to be skinny, not because I wanted to be healthy. So now when I work out, I'm like, you're doing this for your body. And if I, if I start to like get frustrated while I'm working out or I get bored or I'm like, I want to be done with this. I just don't care. I always tell myself like, you can give yourself an hour a day, like Mm. do this for you. So it's not necessarily like, um, make the Stairmaster my bitch or anything like that. It's just like, just be here. This is good for you. You you give your time to other people, like give yourself an hour here. That's so nice. Yeah. That's so nice. How's your self-talk in your regular life? Like not just working out. Um, I just, I think it's pretty positive. Like sometimes I get stressed, but like, I also just remind myself that I'm so prepared and I can do anything. Like I, that's like one thing I really credit my parents is my parents always taught me that you can do anything you set your mind to it. You put the hard work behind it. You can get it done. And in my adult life, I really believe that to be true. I tell all my bosses and clients that anything can be done with the correct amount of time and the correct budget. And I think that's honestly pretty indicative of life. Um, and so I, I feel very accomplished in my professional life. I feel like I've, I'm very happy with where I'm at working out has always been a struggle for me because I used to see it as a punishment or I had to do it as a job when I was in sports. I never did it for joy. Right. Wait, I have a question for you. So like feeling accomplished in your work life, does that make you feel more whole as a person? Yeah, because I'm just like very proud of like the, it's not like just the day's work that I've done or the efforts that I've put in. And I, I think I've said this before, like some weeks I work 50 hours and some weeks I work 30 hours. Right. Like I'm a salaried employee for a reason it balances out, but I really get joy out of seeing my projects completed or like the attention to detail or catching mistakes before they happen. You know, I get a lot of um, enjoyment out you of have that. Pride. You have pride in your work. I really do. And I'd like to work. Right. Like I didn't ever think I would say that, but now as a 28 year old, like I am very happily I go to my job or open my computer rather. I joyfully do that. I like my day to day. I don't dread it. I don't like crave days off. You know, I, yeah. I think I'm really, really happy in my career. Okay. And then like outside of work, how do you talk to yourself? I've actually been thinking about this and I wonder if, tell me if you think you're the same way. I almost feel like I'm like two different people sometimes. I think I'm like the external, which people see as maybe intimidating or very confident and very put together and kind of this like outward persona. And I think I am that majority of the time. But I also have like the inner me who is the person who has self-doubt or a little less confidence or thinks that they're not worthy of friendship or success or the life that they dreamed of or whatever it is. And sometimes I need to check that bitch and say like, you're not it. Shut the fuck up. You're a liar because we're better than this. But other times I also like look inward to her and I see like why we're feeling this way. And I try to like talk through whatever situation I'm feeling like I release, you know, like if it's child stuff, I say like, you were a kid, you did not know how to act any better. You were, you know, you were reacting with the tools that you had. You need to release that anger or that guilt or whatever it is. Right. So I try to kind of do, I try to try to like nurture the inner, my inner self so that I can feel like my outer self all the time. If that makes sense. It does. It does. Um, so it totally makes sense. So I'll say I used to be obsessed with working. I, Mm. for some reason in my head, I didn't feel, okay. 
it's not that I didn't feel good about myself, but for me, I had associated working and work accomplishments and titles and money with self-worth. And I had to unlearn that because that's just not, it's just not, it's just not true. Right. It's like you can have healthy. Right. And, but on the inside, I really didn't like myself. So I kind of hit this wall where I realized like you're working your nuts off. You have surpassed your money goals. You have, you know, you've crushed all these goals and all these things that you never thought you could. And you did that. And like, how do you feel? And I still didn't feel good. I didn't like myself. I always felt like I was looking for the next thing. So Mm. I kind of had to like stop doing that and stop um, looking for, like, external validation, right. And I had to start, I mean, this was hard, and and I had to, but I had to start looking inward, and now I just, I feel like I'm one person, where before mm. I felt like I was my work, I was, you know, what people saw. And now I'm like, first of all, I don't really care. People could see me however they want to see me. It's not really going to affect me. And two, I'm not my work, my work maybe is me, but mm-hmm. I'm not these accomplishments. Like I, once I kind of stopped caring about that and like reaching for all these different goals, then I was like, my life was so much more abundant and not monetarily, just in general. Like I, I actually mm-hmm. like being with myself now. And I always talk to myself, like I'm my best friend. Like if I fuck up or I do something really stupid instead of which I used to have really bad self-talk. I'd be like, why are you like this? You ruin everything. Now I'm like, it's okay. Like, you know what? You're gonna learn from this. Tomorrow we'll do better. And then I just, I have so much more peace. Mm. So, so it's a weird thing to go from like feeling like you had to go, 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 go all the time and like always be reaching for the next goal to just being like, okay, but really I need to stop and like, talk to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is the goal, right? Like I, I'm the important piece, not work or what, how people see me. It's like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. No, I love that. You just said that I'm the accomplishment. Yeah. That's, um, that's, I love that. That's amazing. And I think that is the truth. Like you are the accomplishment because guess what? Work's going to, you're, you're not going to work one day. And right. I always, I like one of the things I always say to myself is I'm going to die with myself. So I better like myself. And so if there's parts of me that I don't like, I better start changing them or working on them now because I'm not going to be on my deathbed regretting, oh, you shouldn't have been so crappy to yourself for the majority of your life. Like what's right. What type like of- I don't think anyone on their deathbed is like, oh, I should have worked more. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wish I had turned in that paper five days ago. Yeah. Like um, it just doesn't matter. I mean, the steak thing. One of my old boss, um, and she's a really powerful woman. She always used to say to me when I would make a mistake, you have to make a mistake to never do it again. And so you're going to make a mistake. And now you're always going to remember to double check this, or you're never going to do it again because you're going to be so haunted by the trauma of making this mistake. So you're actually winning. And I loved that perspective of making a mistake, you know, barring that like no one got hurt, you know, (laughs) but it's true. Like I, um, I can't even remember. I made a mistake about some timeline thing when I was like a really new event planner. And now it's just like second nature to me, but I never did it again. Right. Yeah. So when my brother started working for me, my brother works for me. I don't know if anyone knows that, but he does. And when he first started, he fucked up a couple things and he was horrified. Like he didn't want to tell me he was so nervous. And I'm like, listen, 
it's okay. You're not, are you going to, do you think you'll do that again? And he was like, I will literally never do that again. I'm like, well, there you go. Lesson learned. Take that as it is and keep moving. Cause it was like hurting his self-confidence too. And I'm like, don't let that hold you back. Just it's all a learning curve. Everything's a learning curve. And once you start looking at things like that, I mean, it's so much easier to navigate life and be happy wherever you are. Cause it's like, you're really not fucking up anywhere. You're just learning lessons and you're figuring out how to do things more efficiently or the proper way or how not to do things, you know? Well, and it's like the first time that he threw a baseball or you coded, like you weren't good at it. No one's good at something the first time it takes practice. And so that on the hundredth time or the thousandth time or however long it takes you, that's when you're going to be good. So like expect to fuck up. Right. That's how you grow. Mm Hmm. And I think, um, the fear of telling someone that you fucked up is something that I think it takes like a lot of people. Oh, it can be debilitating for some people. Yes. Because yes. And the guilt of holding on to it. And so I, um, I can't even hold, I can't hold it in. I can't either. (laughs) Literally. Like I, you know, I would rather overshare. And I think my boss probably finds it a little bit annoying because I'm just like, just so you know, in case this comes up, I want to make sure I've communicated this to you. Right. See, because <laughs> I, I don't want to be bitten in the ass. Right. You know, I don't want to hold on to the, the, the fear. See, like, so my employees will sometimes come to me and say things like that and be like, just so you're aware, this happened, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, I actually don't need to know everything. <laughs> like, as long as the situation's fine it's fine. Like we don't need to give this energy. We don't need to talk about it. As long as you're okay with where you're at now and everything's like been rectified. Fine. If a problem were to arise, then we can talk about it, but like, don't dwell on this. Don't be anxious about it. Don't feel like, Oh, you have to report to me and tell me all this shit. Like it's okay. Yeah. 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 Which is hard, which is like, hard, hard to do also. Cause I think people feel responsibility and it's like, yeah, you are responsible, but it's just not that serious. Yeah. Well, for me, it's potentially going over the budget of my event. So I have to be like very overly communicative of that. So in case we do go over budget, he is well aware and knows that that problem is coming. Um, but yeah, no, I don't do it with like small problems that I fixed unless like I know it might get brought up in a meeting and I just like want to make him aware like, Hey, this happened, but I fixed it already. You don't need to worry. Yeah, like, just so you know, you this know? Is, I, yeah, I, I get what you mean. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But like, I wanted, I told him today, I was like, Hey, we may be over budget. I don't have that answer yet, but I just want to mentally prepare you. So you're not like shocked in a couple days when I'm like, Hey, we're over budget. <laughs> right. Corporate world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, covering, getting the right. Like road, I don't, if we're ass. over budget, I don't have to answer to anyone except myself. <laughs> Yeah, that's nice. so, that's so nice. Just my own <laughs> my own bank account. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Self-talk is such a tricky thing. It's so difficult. It's important. And I didn't learn positive self-talk when I was younger. Me either. And so I like grew up like hating myself. I think it was also like that feeling of and I still I don't know if struggle with it is the right word, but I definitely still like, I slip into it. It's that like, well, if I fuck up, like I need to show outwardly that I'm really upset about fucking up. Like, I don't want people to think that I just like got over it in a second and then I'm not like thinking about it and dwelling on it. So I like should outwardly show that I'm sad and, and nervous or whatever it is so that like my boss or my coach or my teacher knows like, I know I fucked up and it's like, that's not healthy. No. Yeah. It's not. And like, you can, you can be aware of your mess up and still put a smile on your face and like move, look like you're moving forward, but you can still know that you're not going to do that again. Right. 
it took me a while to like learn that. Right. Like your, you know? your mistake doesn't have to like funnel through to the next thing that you're doing. It's like you, you can right. learn from it, move on and then show up as a good version of yourself instead of like a sad puppy. And that was hard for me, like, especially on the soccer field and stuff. Yeah. Because I would think that, like, my teammates would want to see or my coach would want to see, like, me, like, down in the dirt, you know, if I missed a goal or whatever. And it's, like, that was so anti-productive. Like, if I could have just done that in the car ride home or whatever and kept it mentally pushing in the middle of the game, then I think I would have been a much more successful athlete. Right. Yeah, those are, like, life lessons. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, you know, comes up with age and time and maturity and experience. For sure not wanting to fucking give energy to shit that doesn't matter. Right. And when you're young, it's like everything matters. It's hard to be a young person. Oh, I cannot imagine what it's like to be a teenager in today's world. I was like a disheveled teenager and we didn't even have all this. Like we had Snapchat and like, remember Instagram just came out, but we didn't, it wasn't like we weren't on TikTok. We weren't, None of this, we didn't have all this shit to compare to. Like, I can't even imagine. I mean, I probably wouldn't have made it. No, I didn't get my first iPhone until I think like sophomore year of college. Like I, yeah. When did I get my, I think I got my first iPhone senior year. I bought my first smartphone, but it was like a shitty ass Android because I wanted a smartphone and my parents wouldn't buy it for me. And so I bought my own. Oh, same. But it was like used on Amazon and stuff like that. Yeah, same. I, I remember my first cell phone was... It was a flip phone, um, and I had a, I had flip phones until like my my, I think my junior year because I I was like bring back flip phones. Yeah, I was really working because I really wanted to get like one of those phones with the full keyboard, <laughs> but it was like a oh, it was like Envy. a Nokia. It wasn't like the Envy. Well, I didn't have Verizon. Oh, see, my first phone was an Envy too. Yeah, very dope phone. It was with dope. The full keyboard f- flipped right open. It had the front thing too. Yeah. Yeah. They were great phones. Yeah. I think I had two or three of them. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Just loved it. Kept going back for more. <laughs> it was the one. Oh, man. My fingers would fly. My parents were just like a- astonished at how fast I could text. It- it's so funny. Right. That's, that reminds you know. me. Remember, like, we used to know the words to every song, and my dad would always be like, how can we know all the words to this song, but you can't pass a math test? <laughs> like, Um, I don't know. I'm not one of those. I am not one of those people that can do that. Like if I I remember like, I don't know how when I was in choir, I was able to like sing the songs, but like as a, like, I don't, you catch me on the radio. Wait, actually I have the cringiest moment. I'll tell you who it is and then we can block out his name or I don't care. I was, um, seeing Jake Davis and we were driving in the car one day and a song was playing and like, you know, as, as this tune is going, you like, you, you sing like the chorus or you sing like a line that, you know, and he turns to me and he goes, Oh, you're one of them. One of those people that just sings the song or the, the, the lines that they know of songs, not the entire song. Damn. I fucking owned me. I just, I just was like, damn. You're like, yeah, yeah. This man's not like me enough. <laughs> Shit. Oh, I didn't know that was a deal breaker for this guy also one of them there's a category for us i guess i guess so i don't have the memory i don't know why that's pretty funny you were passing math tests so i guess that's the difference Mm. (laughs) i did okay yeah (laughs) oh man all right well what what are you up to this weekend so um tonight i'm going to see the taylor swift movie 
with my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know. Um, I'm not. Does he love her? No, I'm neither of us are really. I like Taylor Swift, but I'm not like a Swifty. I'm not. And my dad isn't either, but he was like, he really likes singing and dancing and like concerts and shit like that. So he was like, let's go. So we're going. Um, And that's really all I have going on. Okay. How about you? Can I just say, I love her and Travis Kelsey together. I really hope that they get married. Yeah, we'll see. They are really, they're really cute. I love all the content. It's very cute. Yeah. No, and I think he's just so hot. And I'm like, she needs just a man who's willing to shoot his shot. And also like a big man that can pick her up, make her feel like a little girl. (laughs) Right. And like someone who's as equally like famous and, you know. Wait, but she really did put him on the map. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. I'm literally kidding. That's like a trend. That's a trend. I I know. I know. It's because all the girls who don't watch sports, like I don't watch sports, but I know who Travis Kelsey was before. No, I know. Also, he is so fine. So fine. Um, Cool. All right. Well, we hope you have a fabulous Wednesday. We hope you like this new drop date. We were putting unnecessary stress on ourselves to have a two day turnaround when no one needs that. And we love you. Ciao for now. That's another episode of Gabby Girls. Thank you for listening. Make sure to comment, rate, review, and subscribe. Let us know what you think of us and the topics we talk about. We're not for everyone, and that's okay. Bye, Jen. Love ya. Bye, Kate. Love you more.